Hey everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host, women's leadership development expert, Janice Sutherland. Now for this episode, I am in conversation with Donna Austin, a business coach and marketing consultant from Trinidad and Tobago and the owner and founder of Marketing Dynamics Business Solutions. She works with entrepreneurs to develop a winning mindset. You know I'm all about mindsets here. To run their business, develop smart (laughs) goals, identify their ideal clients, and develop strategies to generate revenue to grow their business. Maybe I need to talk to her a little bit more. She's also an avid writer and blogger who has a weekly blog that shares valuable information about business for entrepreneurs. So Adana, welcome to This Woman Can. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you know, as ever, you've listened to the show, the first question I always ask every woman who gets into my hot seat is, tell us about your journey and how how you got to where you are today. Okay, so I actually come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, I have a lot of members of my family who are entrepreneurs. So being an entrepreneur was not a, it was a, it was a no-brainer. Right. The question was just when, because I've always worked for other people and work in corporate jobs and stuff. So it really just was a matter of when. My business was officially registered in 2011, right. but I did not go full time until the beginning of 2016. And I was literally forced into going full time right. um, because I was having like anxieties and panic attack. I was having a lot of mental yeah. challenges at the time and, yeah. uh, and physical challenges as well. And um, I think that just, you know, I just said to myself, I need to take better care of myself. Um, And instead of juggling many things, let me just focus on the thing that I love the most, which is helping entrepreneurs and serving entrepreneurs. So um, I made that decision to leave my good, good corporate job (laughs) 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 to jump into the scary thing of entrepreneurship um, full time. So since 2016 to now, I've just been serving many entrepreneurs from all over the world, not just in Trinidad and Tobago, thankfully. Um, in different avenues of business, their marketing, their sales, as you said, through my weekly blog yeah. and my podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I also have a Facebook group of over 4,000 entrepreneurs Fabulous. from different parts of the world. Um, and the group is very, very active. We don't, we don't necessarily advertise, but we have really lively discussions yes. Yes. <laughs> about yeah. the challenges of entrepreneurship and how we can support each other and stuff. And it's called that di- um, Dynamic Business Strategies. Fabulous. Fabulous. So now that's you, been my journey. Now, you told me so much there. So a couple of things I want to focus on. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about feeling the anxiety and um, the stress and stuff like that. And having made that journey my own self from corporate to entrepreneurship, yes. Um, what I found was that my body was telling me it was time for that change. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's exactly it. Because in 2015, I had some um, challenges. I had some people close to me that passed away. Right. And I was experiencing a lot of body pains and stuff. And I spent thousands and thousands of dollars going to the doctor. And everyone was like, we cannot see anything physically wrong with you. I mean, at the end of the day, I still had to end up doing an emergency surgery, but that was besides the point. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, and I actually went to one um, specialist and she's the one who said to me, Adana, you are depressed and you need to change what you are doing. And that's when I started to think 
you know, I need to make some hard decisions because my body is telling me that this is not the way you're supposed to go. So you have to listen to your body. Yeah. 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 So thanks for sharing that with us. And my second question, you registered the business in 2011, but you didn't start till 2016. That's a big gap. Five year gap. Well, what really happened is I registered in 2011 and I was providing marketing and PR services to a medium-sized business. So it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything. I was providing services to businesses, right? Um, As much as I can, because I was working my full-time corporate job. I was actually also teaching at the university at the same time. So I was doing that. But what the transition that I made in 2015 into 2016 was be- actually becoming a coach. Right. And I made that transition based on conversations I was having with my clients at the time. I recognized that they needed a different type of support. Some right. of them wanted a yeah. different type of support. And I didn't yeah. know what that was. Okay. Um, and I did research and that's how I came across coaching in 2015. Right. Um, right. And I, I went and I studied and, and I got myself a coach as well to see mm-hmm, what the experience mm-hmm. was going to be like. And then it's, then at the end of 2015 into 2016, I myself started to offer coaching as one of my services. So okay. coaching came on at 2015 into 2016, but from 2011 to 2015, yeah. and even now I still have corporate clients right, right. Um, that I provide mainly just marketing and PR yeah. for because yeah. Before 2011, I was doing it, but all for free. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, yes. Which is where yes. most of us start off, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing it for free. So I was like, no, I need to register and make this official. <laughs> Fabulous. So, Donna, describe to me um, one of your biggest challenges and how you overcame it and the lessons mm-hmm. you learned from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest challenge was actually when I did start to get coaching, um, my mindset, I did not recognize that there was, there, there had to be such a huge shift yes. from working for somebody and working yeah. for yourself. Absolutely. That was like, I think up to today, one of my biggest challenges, just doing that mindset work and consistently doing the work as well. Um, to recognize that I have to depend on me. I have to be my biggest cheerleader. You know what I mean? Um, And my first coach, he really spent a considerable amount of time with me working through that, you know, um, eliminating the negative Mm self-talk that just comes Mm -hmm. so naturally to us. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? Um, So we spent a considerable, I would say maybe two months, really, really, fine-tuning that mindset and it's something that I work on consistently every day because as I said I still struggle with a little anxiety and slight depression and stuff so it's something that I have I have consistently worked on every single day using my affirmations and journaling and you know meditation and stuff to keep me on track because we're human yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have control of certain things and they affect you emotionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think to date, that was my biggest challenge. And I continue continuously work on that. Right. So it's always a work in progress for you. It's always, yes, always one <laughs> step higher you can go, right? Excellent, excellent. So um I'm a big I'm a big believer that um, you know, you don't succeed without failure. I am a huge, Mm -hmm. huge believer in that. 
So can you share this, Adana, where failure has made a positive difference in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I would say even as a coach and starting off, you know, you you have certain expectations mm. Mm. <laughs> or certain hopes and dreams. And I have had early on um, where I would put out a program or put out, a, you know, advertise a workshop or something like that and nobody would buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? After you put out all this work and obviously, you know, you feel a little devastated, (laughs) crushed, like, why is this happening? But I had to learn that I needed to listen more and not just create for creating sake, but create to really support what my entrepreneurs needed at the time. Because, you know, there's always this, and I find it with a lot of new coaches, there's this mad rush to let me just create something, create something, create something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the creation aspect, though, what I find when I I speak um, with my colleagues, not just with with my clients, not just on Create for Coaches, but um, it's a it's a form of procrastination. Yes, because it stops us from really doing what we really need to be doing, doing the deep work. Yeah, yes, you know. Yes. So, so it's a yes. little bit of denial. It's a little bit. Do I really want to put myself out there? And it's all these things we're telling, yes. us, telling ourselves, and not just as being an entrepreneur, but yeah. also at work. Because quite often the women I speak to about their careers and their leadership journeys, they're like, "Well, I'm not ready to take the next step." You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, "How do you mean not ready to take the next step?" You know, how many more qualifications do you need? What more proof do you want? You know, what are you looking for yes. to take to take that next step? So, yeah, I find that creation yes. is often that little, you know, procrastinator on the telling you on your shoulder. <laughs> it is definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So that was I mean, that was a huge thing for me to learn because I fell flat. Yeah. And I had to not just fell flat, but I had to make the conscious decision to continue going. Right. You know, and not let that derail me from being a good coach. Yeah. Um, so it taught me that I needed to stop sometimes and listen. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, pay attention to what my audience actually wants so that I can create um, programs and workshops for them and not yes. for me. Yes. Yes. It's know your customer. Yes. Yeah. So that was a, that was a huge, huge thing for me at the beginning. So I just want to take a little bit of sideways side steps. I just think this came, this came to me. Um, so you have pivoted from corporate to entrepreneur to entrepreneurship. What has been the biggest challenge that you found in making that pivot? Um, besides my mindset, yeah. Um, just I think like one of the biggest things as well was time management, right? Um, because you, I mean, in corporate, you have a boss you have a time (laughs) you have deadlines set for you um so besides my mindset was just you know creating those time blocks and understanding okay you have to answer to you so you have to get things done at a particular time in order for your business to move forward right right um and the other thing was creating boundaries Mm. that was a huge one because where i worked in corporate Unfortunately, we didn't really have boundaries. I literally was on call Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so people just had access to me all the time. And I recognized that in coaching, I couldn't do that because mm. it led to a lot of burnout 
Yeah. Um, really quickly. So I had to very early on set up boundaries for myself, right. um, for my own mental health yeah, <laughs> and yeah. for my clients as well. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I love that. I love the fact you talked about boundaries because boundaries play a part in uh, many, many aspects. So you created boundaries with your clients, which I understand, which I understand. But where else would you where else have you created boundaries to help you succeed in your business? Oh, well, I created boundaries with my family yeah, <laughs> as well, because, you know, a lot of them who are not entrepreneurs feel, well, you're working from home now, so yes. you're always available yes. yeah. to do everything. You're always yeah. available to be on the phone. You're always available, you know, so I had to, that was a hard one because they would never custom get hearing no yeah. from me. Yeah. Um, so I had to create those boundaries and let them know, listen, I am working between these hours mm-hmm. and between these hours, I can't just get on the phone and talk. I can't just come down the road, right, you know? Right, yes. So yes. I had, yeah, I had to create really heavy boundaries with my family. Thank God nobody was offended. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, with my family was huge. And then with myself, meaning I had to give myself permission to rest. Right, yes. Because we are taught, that. you know, you have to work Sunday to yes. Sunday and yeah. both you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So I, I set up a system where I work a particular amount of hours every day mm-hmm. and I intentionally take days off. And yeah. those days off is not to come on the computer, not to answer yeah. clients, yeah. not yeah. to, yeah. so yeah. just creating those boundaries for myself. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well. I love yeah. that. I call that my, I choose day. Yes. Because that's yes, the day I, I choose what I'm going to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes. Sometimes I may choose to do a little bit of work, but yes, it's definitely. my choice. It's my yes. choice. So I call that my I choose day. And it could be any day of the week, you know, because we yes. know sometimes also work for yourself and in corporate, to be honest, sometimes the, the overlap, there are no demarcations, yes. especially now working from now we're working from home. A lot more, a lot more people are working from home. The demarcation between work and home life is a little blurry. So um, we have to, like you say, get very be flexible, um, be flexible, but mm-hmm. also be very um stringent when it comes to creating our boundaries so I totally yes. get I totally get you there yeah definitely thank you, thank you. <laughs> so so Adana if you had to start from scratch knowing where you are now no sorry knowing what you know now mm, what would yes. you do differently I would definitely do more market research okay a lot more market research um and I made a mistake that a lot of people did, right? Um, just jumped into business mm. without doing research, not just about my clients, yes. but just about my industry, um, you know, getting educated a little more yeah. about what is required and tools and that kind of thing. I mean, because I didn't spend time doing that, I had like, you know, I had a lot of ups and downs, ups yes. and downs. And I think yeah. a lot of yeah. that could have been avoided. Yeah. If I did the market research that was necessary, yeah. I would have the, the line would have been a little straighter yeah. <laughs> and I would have hit a lot of my targets sooner. Right. Right. If I had done that research. So that's something I literally pound into my client's head as well. Let's yeah. do the research because yeah. we don't want to waste time and money 
and yeah. resources yes yeah. jumping into yeah. stuff and then yeah. it's not going to you know it's not going to pan out so that yeah. market research yeah i really really wish i did a lot Fabulous. more and, and as much as we're talking about market research from an entrepreneurial side that actually boils out for if you're in the corporate world as well if you're going to work for yeah. an organization research mm-hmm. the organization research the role what exactly. are the salary boundaries what is it like to work for those people if you can find out there's so mm-hmm. much more available for us now um mm-hmm. online to enable us to make those decisions so mm-hmm. research whether you're an entrepreneur in the corporate world we're going to work for somebody else is incredibly important so and, i really and, like that yeah and the other thing is that i i wish that i learned to say no much faster oh um, <laughs> again because you just want to you want every job you want to serve everybody and everybody's not your ideal client yeah everybody does yes. not need to be around you everybody just needs to have access to you yeah um, but i think when you now start off that anxiety of oh gosh i can't tell somebody no yeah you know yeah um now i have no problem saying no yeah but at the beginning i know that was something that i struggled with yes um and I wish I learned that much sooner as well. Right, it would have saved right, me a right. lot of headache. Yeah, because as they say, not all money is good money. Exactly. It is, is, one, is one thing. And um, I know um, some of our listeners listen to this say, okay, she says, no, I really struggle with that. What's one tip you could share to get women comfortable saying no? Well, what I do if somebody comes to me or, or um, an opportunity comes to me, I really spend time. Well, I don't respond immediately. That's the yeah. first thing. I spend time really looking at it um, and th- and asking myself, you know, what am I getting out of this? How is this right. going to, how is this making yeah. me feel? Yeah. You know, I listen to my gut. Yeah a lot now right before if my gut was telling me something i would just brush it off i'd be like no no you're just anxious go ahead but i listen to my gut but i don't say no immediately i spend time i even do research about the person the business that kind of thing and see if it's in alignment with my own goals and my own vision first yeah um for for me to then say yes or no to an opportunity because i've said no to a lot of opportunities because they were not in alignment with what i wanted and what i the vision that i had for myself not just in the business but for my life yeah yeah you know um so spend a little quiet time (laughs) um doing the research yeah and follow your gut because your gut never kind it never drives you wrong yeah 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 i hear i hear that i hear that i hear that so um you're coming we're talking here and you're coming across as very confident um, but I know deep down, and it happens to us all, we all have um, little confidence wobbles, little confidence issues. So when they hit you and you have that little confidence self-doubt, um, how do you navigate that and, and get out of that vicious circle that can sometimes happen? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we all experience that. And I, I experience at least once a week. I would not lie. Um, I, I spend a lot of time doing affirmations. Right. I am a big affirmation girl and I'm, I'm a big journaling girl. And, you know, I always stop and question myself, why am I feeling this way? Where is it actually coming from? Because it's right. coming from somewhere. Yeah. Like what has triggered this feeling? Is it something that's happened in the past? Something that somebody yeah. has said to me, you yeah. know, um, so I'm a very big, you know, a deep thinker like that. But my affirmations yeah, Ooh, they have moved me forward, moved some mountains for me. <laughs> uh, 
Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. My affirmations are the key. What's your favorite affirmation? My favorite affirmation is that I am the best business coach and mentor. And every day I put my best foot forward to support my clients. Fabulous. (laughs) Fabulous. And I believe it too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Donna, um, you, are, you, you had your goals, you set out your store, you knew what you were going for. But what do you think holds some women back from going for their own goals? Say that again, sorry. So what do you think holds women back from going for their goals? I think a lot of times it's based on fear, mm-hmm. um, based on what they may have been taught. Because right. um, I find a lot of times we carry a lot of our childhood trauma into our adulthood and how we approach business. So right. we are afraid to ask for help. We feel that we have to be superwoman. We have to yes. be and do everything. We can't yeah. ask for help. We can't get a team. You know, and a lot of that is based on fear. Yeah. A lot of that is based on our own self-doubt. And um, as I said with my coach, a lot of it is based on the negative self-talk that we have that is so natural (laughs) to us, right, unfortunately, but it's the reality. And I I think that's why um, a lot of people are afraid of setting out really big goals and getting to work to get it done. You know, they... Yeah, it's it's really a lot of fear. We yeah, yeah, battling a yeah, lot of fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you um you in in the bio you talked about helping clients set smart goals. Now I know what smart goals smart goals are, but mm-hmm. um if you were to if you were to talk to a woman who's considering making some sort of transition or a pivot, mm-hmm. what are, what would be the goals? How, how would you give a smart goal? Define that as a smart goal for somebody. Well, I usually tell my clients, let's start off with a 12-month goal, and then we break them down into 90-day goals. Right. Right. I like 90-day goals because they're three months, 12 weeks, and they are, you can actually visualize what yeah. three months is yeah. going to be like, right? Okay. Um, and the thing I t- tell my clients is let's start from... Uh, the start from the end and move backwards right so what yeah. my question my biggest question is what has that happened at the end of 90 days yes if you can clearly explain that to me then let's start to figure out okay what do i need to do mm-hmm. to get me to yeah. that point yeah. and our goals as you said are supposed to be smart so i i really um ask them to be as specific as possible so be specific as to how much money you want to make yes like per week per day right be specific about how many people you actually want to serve even as you come up with your strategy be specific as to how many videos are you going to do how many Mm. emails are you going to send how many Mm. blogs are you going to write Mm. you know get as specific as possible so that you can measure your um, progress at the end of nine days you should be able to say okay i did this consistently yeah for three months yeah. and these are the results because that's the only way you're going to you know be able to measure mm. which is part of the smart goal right Absolutely. being specific and, me- and it has yes. to be measurable <laughs> right um but in order for it to be measurable you have to get really really specific so as i said we start off with our 12 months and then we break them down into 90 days And then we take those 90 days and break them into smaller actionable steps. Because the other thing that I've realized is a lot of people, they 
I like to tell my clients, you like to throw every, everything into a Monday. And by Wednesday, you're totally knackered. Yeah. Because yeah, you try yeah. to do everything at the beginning yeah. of the week, right? Um, so I teach them how to, um, you know, space out mm. the activities mm. so that they can keep with a steady momentum. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's all about your momentum. Yes. Right? Because yes. you don't want to get burnt out. So yeah, you just yeah. in that momentum. And whether that's doing two things for the day to get you closer to the goal, then that's fine. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Once you are in action. Yeah. Right. And you're consistently in action. That is the most important thing. So, yeah, I work through that process with a lot of them. And it's hard for many. (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard for many of them to actually get into action. I usually find it takes them at least a month or six weeks to get the hang of it because they have to release a lot of the old habits. Mm Mm. that they were doing before yeah no <laughs> it's true, that it's true. Yeah. very true very true very mm-hmm. true so so Adana, i'm going to ask you a question tell me what advice would you give to your teenage self oh my gosh what advice would i give to my teenage self i would tell my teenage self hmm i would tell my teenage self to this earlier um i think that i procrastinated a lot before yeah. i actually started my business yeah. um and it's not that i didn't have the support because my my parents have businesses my aunts my uncles um but for some reason again it's fear it's doubt right yeah. yeah um i would say to myself go for it earlier okay right okay. i mean because Right now we have three businesses. I run three businesses, you know, um, and I really wish that I went into at least two of them earlier. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you. And if you could choose your own mentor, who would it be and why? Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask the good questions. Wow, a mentor. I would actually like to be mentored by Lisa Nichols. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love Lisa. I think her method is uh, um, in perfect alignment to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my energy. And, you know, so I take every opportunity to listen to her, to do everything that she does. I think that she's, speaks directly to me as a, a, a black woman as well. I think yeah, she understands yeah. what that struggle is like. Yeah. So she speaks directly to that intention. Um, yeah, I think Lisa is the bee's knees, man. <laughs> it's the first time we've had Lisa Nich- we've had Lisa Nichols. So I yeah, so I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can yeah. I can see and I can see what I can see why. Definitely see, definitely see why. Yeah. So, so Adana, what are the three things you've learned about yourself during your career? Well, what I've learned is that <clears throat> I've learned that I need to be gentler with myself. Okay. Um, and I think this comes out of our schooling in the Caribbean. There's a lot of pressure with school, right? It's yeah. very competitive. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn to be a lot gentler with myself and not beat myself up 
if mm. things don't go mm-hmm. according to plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also learned that I don't have control over everything. Yes, yes, yes. And it's okay <laughs> not to have control. Yeah. That was a yeah. huge, huge lesson for yeah. me. Like, oh, let it go, let it go, let it go. Um, and the third thing that I learned, which was huge, was I can't do this on my own. Yeah. Yeah. I need a team. Yeah. I need a support system. If I want to live the life that I want, I definitely need a team. So I have a huge team now. Right. But that was a lesson that I had to learn because I was trying to do everything. And I, every month I will be burnt out every month I will crash. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to do that if I wanted a sustainable business or even to just have the life that I want. So I needed to, let go of yeah. some of my, you know, need to be in control. Yeah, 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 yeah. And build a team who could support me and let them just focus on their zone of genius. Yeah. So that I could focus on my zone of genius. Fabulous, fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I love that because the one thing I always tell my, you know, I tell clients or tell women, control the controllables. That's yes. all you can control. You know, yes. there are, just accept there are things that you will not be able to control because you're going to spend an awful lot of energy trying. And when it doesn't come off, you're going to get disappointed. It just has that vision yes. circle. Yes. And the other thing I liked you said about having your team, because it goes back to this superwoman syndrome and the, 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 the challenge that women have with those three little letters, ASK, you know, asking for help. Yeah, it's not a sign of weakness. It is definitely not. You know, the, the you know the, the the fact that you know you need help and you're strong enough to ask for that help. That's how you get better. Exactly, exactly. And I'm so grateful that I learned that lesson. Yeah, because I can rest now. I can sleep. I can yeah. <laughs> I can go on vacation. I mean, I'm going on vacation at the end of this week. Right. I can take time off. You know, I just believe now in having a team yeah so that and having a team helps the business grow a lot faster right 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 as well you know help me reach my goals faster yeah you know um because they have they have their zone of genius do what they have to do i'm like whoa okay that happened quickly yeah something that would have taken me a month to complete we complete in a week yeah. So I'm like, Seriously, okay, that's great. Yeah, Let's move on. Very, it's very, very true. Very, very true. Yeah. So we're coming down to our last couple of questions. No um, where would we typically find you on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m.? In my bed reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, Fridays and Saturdays are usually my choice days. Yeah. Right? I choose these. Yeah. Um, Friday is not a full working day. Fridays where I may do some administrative stuff. Hmm. Um, and I tend to focus on my other businesses because my mom and I run a flower shop. Right. Okay. And, and then our other business that we started just September is a car wash. Okay. So our busy days are like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So my brother and my my brother usually takes over that weekend rush. Uh, but Saturday morning at 10, I am reading a book (laughs) because I'm always reading a book Yeah. Uh, (laughs) with a cup of tea. And just relaxing. Saturday is my full relaxation day because I start my week on a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. 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 What? Why yeah. a Sunday? Um, because I like to be prepared for the week. Because during the week I have clients 
on calls and that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. Sunday, I spend time connecting with my VAs, yeah. giving them all our emails, our blogs, our yeah. whatever yeah. needs to be done so that yeah. Monday to Thursday, I can focus on the actual coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And the back end of the business is happening. So I could yeah. be coaching and you're yeah. still getting your emails and your blogs Absolutely. and your videos and, yeah. you know, all yeah. those other things. I don't have lovely. time during the week to do that. <laughs> lovely, 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 yeah. lovely. And uh, my last question, Adana, what does success feel like to you? Success feels like peace. Okay. Peace of mind, yeah. right? Um it looks like me being able to um, build a team mm-hmm. um, who can sustain my business and help as many clients as possible. My goal has always been to help at least 5,000 clients a month. Wow. Um, okay. Five, in do you say 5,000? 5, 5,000, yes. Okay. In different ways, yeah. um, whether it's coaching, digital products, you know, workshops, whatever, but that's my, that's been my goal. Yeah. Um, and as well as to spend as much time with my family as possible. Right. Right. That's it. That's, that's what success is like for me to be able to run a successful business, but still be so present right. for my family. Nice. Because as I said, I come from a huge family. I have 200 cousins, right? And what first or first and second or first? I mean, we're going to be diverted here. First, but... first and second, first and right, first, okay. second, and maybe some third. Yeah, I yeah, have a I... lot, a lot of cousins because my we, my parents. About it, but you... my my parents both come from really huge families. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so my mom has like older brothers and sisters and then she has younger brothers and sisters. Right. Right. And they have like six children and eight children. And yeah. 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 So yeah. it come from a huge family. And um, yeah. And, and my joy is just spending time with them. We have so much fun together. Yeah. And I always I always used to tell people growing up, I didn't have like best friends and stuff. I had my, my cousins. Family. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um. And it brings me a lot of joy to just be able on a weekend for us to barbecue, for us to go to the beach nice. together, for us to nice. just spend quality time. So success to me is yeah. being able to do that regularly right. and be present yeah. while I'm doing that. That's the yeah. important thing. Be yeah. present. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you can get tied up in your phones and stuff. Yes. Yeah. You can be there in body, but not actually there in mind. Yeah. 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 So I want to make sure that I'm present right while i'm spending time with them excellent yeah excellent. so adana thank you so much for that because that was my last official question but if people would like to know more about what you do or get in touch with you how can they do that a few ways um my facebook page as i said i my facebook page is called marketing dynamics business solutions um i also have as i said my facebook group of of 4,000 entrepreneurs is called Dynamic Business Strategist. And I'm in there every day, (laughs) every day, just sharing and engaging with people. So you'll definitely find me in there. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Coach Adana Austin and on LinkedIn. Um, So you mainly mainly find me Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And and just check my website, which is mkgdynamics.com. Um, where we release a new podcast every week as well as a new blog 
every week. So, you know, it's just different ways for us to stay connected and continue to support entrepreneurs on their journey. Excellent. Thank you so much for that, Adana. I'll make sure I put all the links in the Not show. Not a problem. Notes. And all that remains to say is thank you so much for joining me this week. It's an absolute delight to have the conversation with you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with the wonderful Adana Austin. And, and don't forget, you can stay connected with me and all the wonderful women I work with and learn more about how you can drive your midlife career transition by heading over to JaniceSutherland.com. Sign up to join my weekly newsletter so you can be part of the conversation, attend the masterclasses and learn more about how to advance your career going forward. And don't forget, don't forget you can share, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast because that's how we get more women to listen to what's happening. And don't forget, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time. Hey, Janice here. Midlife career changes are hard and I know because I speak from experience. Career transitions can be a stressful time and most of us do not have the skills or tools to navigate this transition successfully, which is why I created Your Next Career Chapter, a coaching program that helps midlife women transition into another career that they love. The program includes coaching sessions with experienced coaches, hands-on practical training, as well as access to a community of other women who are going through similar experiences as you. Our coaches help you set your next chapter goals and create actionable steps towards those goals while also providing accountability and support along the way, empowering you to find the clarity and confidence to accelerate your journey. If you want to learn more about what our coaching program has to offer, contact hello at thiswomancan.coach for more information about how we can help you turn your mid-career challenge into mid-career success.